0: Folks, we are here on Facebook Live. Going to be a great day. Today is December 9th, 2020. This is the Roaring Twenties. Remember, I talk about that. You know, a hundred years later, we have a new Roaring Twenties. The last hundred years and Roaring Twenties of the last century was about Tommy guns, submachine guns, eh, eh, booze, flappers unbelievable time made lots of movies about it over the years and here we are in the 20s 2020s the roaring 20s of the new millennium it is an unbelievable year we have coming to the end of this pandemic uh coven 19 that we've experienced uh i believe we will be better for it uh, we start every day our presentation with prayers for everybody that has been affected by COVID. Uh, I just had a, a client in who lost her husband to COVID, uh, a couple weeks ago, the middle of November, uh, don't know just unbelievable stuff that, that is happening out there. And, uh, we need to keep safe. We need to send our prayers continuously for everybody that is affected in some way by this stuff especially for those that have lost loved ones. And, and oh my, our prayers go out to the loved ones that have been lost, that the Lord would open, open his arms and, and accept them into his kingdom. So with that being said, we're gonna continue our discussion of Financial Mastery Coaching, prosperity economics, prosperity thinking versus poverty thinking. We, we need to learn how to control the thoughts in our mind. Prosperity principle number one is thinking. We need to train ourselves how to think and we need to practice thinking just like we practice exercises. I work out darn near every morning in some way with yoga, tai chi, uh, lifting weight, push-ups, pull-ups and all kinds of physical exercise 35 to 45 minutes almost every day. We need to stretch our mind in the same way. You need to practice thinking in order to expand your thinking. Otherwise, you will become very limited on your thinking. You, you will create an atmosphere or a bubble that you will be part of, and what I refer to as the acceptable level of mediocrity that many, many people get sucked into over their lifetime. You know, it's like a journey. You know, when you're a little child, the imagination of a child, even the Lord says, you have to have the imagination of a child and the belief of a child to enter the kingdom of God. Enter the kingdom of heaven. So we need to practice that every day with everything we do. What are you reading? I mean, you should be reading a good book other than the Bible. That's the good book. I understand that. But I'm talking about personal growth. You're either busy being born or you're busy dying. That's really what it's about. So reading something every day. If you read 15 minutes twice a day, you will read a book a month. In 12 months, your peers would not be able to compete with you. Your level of thinking would be so far above theirs. Again, just saying if that's what you want, You know, maybe you really want that acceptable level of mediocrity in your life. I hope not. And I pray for you every day. Because I was there at one time in my life. There was a time in my life where I was lost. I was completely lost. You know, growing up in a household, I loved my mom and dad, they loved me. But my dad had an eighth grade education, grew up on a farm, and and my mother raised kids. And and, and when they got married, they lived on the farm together. So in my life growing up, there was no academic atmosphere, let me call it that. My two older brothers, eight years older, nine years older than me, they were, they were way above me. So growing up, I spent all my time with them. So I didn't really have a childhood and childhood friends because I was always with people that were seven to ten years older than I was. So my thinking went beyond that. And as I went into high school, I, you know, I started out with academics and algebra and all that, and I did not do well. Because somewhere deep inside of me, I was not motivated. And the teachers did not do well at motivating me to perform and learn. I look back and I regret that, but I can't go back and change that. Eventually I found my way, but boy, it was a struggle and a journey for a long time to find my way and actually it started, my epiphany was when other people said things to me, you know, like when I joined the Amway business and I went to that first meeting and and I was in the middle on the edge of bankruptcy and everything in my life was falling apart. I went to this meeting and I met this guy named Jody and and, and he got up to start to speak and he looked at me and he said, some people just need a hug He stepped off the stage he was on, picked me up out of my chair and gave me a hug. I bawled like a baby. I I was so emotional, he whispered in my ear, Tom, I believe in you. And that was the beginning, it was a spark. And I hope and pray because when I left there that night, on my way home, I've never forgot about this. I get emotional when I tell the story. Still today, 29 years later, Because all my dream became at that time was to become a man like this Jody Victor that I could touch other lives and help them find their way. That's what this is about, folks. This is about anything and everything I can share with you, my vulnerabilities and those things to share with you to help you find your spark, light your fire in some way to get you moving forward. Because, I I mean, when I look at, at the financial stuff that I talk about, it is not just saving money. It is not just growing your finances. It is about you. It's not what you do in life. It's the person you become. It's not the money you make. It's what you do with the money. And I just hope and pray that in my life, I can impact other people in some way, raise them up and help them find their spark. That little spark that I found at one time in my life, and it grew into a flame and a fire. And and there were several events in my life that, that really I thought was going to extinguish that fire. But I continued to feed it by reading books. Think and Go Rich, How to Win Friends, Influence People, The Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. Schwartz, and on and on and on, relationship books between my wife and I, The Five Love Languages, If He Only Knew, His Needs, Her Needs, Books That Will Change Your Life. If, just saying, just saying, if that's what you're looking for, just saying, As we talk today and and we talk about prosperity economics versus typical financial planning. Now you have to realize that typical financial planning that's happening today didn't exist prior to 1970. Prior to 1970 and going back for a hundred years, behind that, traditional planning was you were a family, you bought a house, you had a mortgage, and you saved your money in quality, high cash value, whole life insurance policies that were with a mutual insurance company, which meant that you were a part owner, there weren't any stockholders. And that's what we do today. And the rates of return on your money have outperformed the banks for over 150 years. These policies are basically unknown in the marketplace because 99% of the companies don't offer them. They want you to buy their products so they can make profit for their stockholders. So they poo-poo these things, but yet in research, if you do research and go on to Google and type in B-O-L-I, bank owned life insurance, or COLI, corporate owned life insurance, the people that are already wealthy and control lots and lots of money, they already understand these policies (laughs) and they use them. In 2017, banks purchased more permanent life insurance than all the consumers in America. How's that for a statistic? So so you got to realize, you know, people like Dave Ramsey and that, and they say buy term and invest the difference. You never want to buy whole life. In in what they're saying, I got to say 99 point something percent of the time they are right. But they have not accessed that little fraction of companies. Let me give you some history. In 1980, in 1980, There were about 2000 insurance companies in America selling some kind of life insurance, 1970. And and that was some of the research I did in my new book, The Family Money Farm, the CFO project. This information is in there. Out of that 2000 companies, about 140 of them were these dividend paying mutual life insurance companies. But those 140 companies controlled over 70% of all the assets held by life insurance companies. Isn't that interesting? So if that was the case, what would that tell you? Where did most people put their money in dividend paying mutual life insurance companies? Come forward to today. And today we have about 800 or so of these companies left. What happened during the decade of the 80s was a lot of the biggest companies, the big mutual companies, they went to the federal government and said, look, in the 80s, if you remember, the interest rates skyrocketed, prime rate went to 21%. So if you had a loan at the bank, a business loan, you were paying maybe 23% annual interest on a loan. 30-year mortgages were 16%. So the insurance companies went to the federal courts and petitioned to allow them to demutualize. They demutualized and became stockholder owned corporations. The policyholders received checks, which was determined by the courts, the value of their buyout. And they bought all the policyholders out by giving them a cash payout. And they became stockholder owned insurance companies. Now today there's about 800 or so companies. And today in my mind, there may be a couple of dozen insurance companies that are still dividend paying mutual life insurance companies. But even today that few companies still controls 25 to 30% of all the assets held by all those insurance companies. Isn't that interesting? So, so statistics and actuarial science is where this is at. It, it's part of the prosperity principles. And, and, and looking at, at the principles of prosperity, actuarial science is principle number nine. Understanding actuarial science. Now, what is actuarial science? It, it is about probabilities. You know, at any given age, how many people are going to die in a year? If I were 30 today and I bought a life insurance policy, because people will say, well, gee, I put in $10,000 and my policy is only worth $4,000 or $5,000 or whatever the way a high cash value policy is set up, where did the rest of my money go? Well, out of that thousand people that age in that category, probably five or six of them died that year. So they had to pay out some death claims. They paid commissions to the agents and they also paid the salary of all the people working at the home office in the insurance company to pay the actuaries, the lawyers and all the employees that work in the company. So the first year or so, all these expenses come out of the front end of the policy. That's why Between the second and the third year in most of these policies, the cash value starts to increase equal to all you pay. And eventually, 8, 10, 12, 15 years down the road, the cash value will now be equal to all you pay. So even if you cashed it out in the 15th year, you get back all your money plus a profit. Isn't that interesting? This is a lifelong process. This isn't a, a short term sprint. It's a marathon. But those other companies, you could pay them from now till you're 90 years old, and, and almost always, you would never even get back what you paid. The death benefit would never increase. So basically, all the money you paid is what you get back in the death benefit, you, you don't get any profit. If I'm going to use life insurance as a financial tool, I want to use the proper kind so that there is also a cash benefit for me for using it. And I also want to work with somebody that understands this process because there are pitfalls out there and traps. That agents are selling some of these policies with term riders and and other things to make them even look better than they are. But what it does is it sets a trap for you. So you need to make sure if these people are not certified practitioners through the Infinite Banking, our Nelson Nash organization, Institute, then they are not practicing proper banking. I would only work with a certified practitioner. I am a certified practitioner have been for a number of years. I've known our Nelson Nash for 20 years until he passed away a year or so ago. So it's very, very important that you get proper information and you have access to real education because this is about educating you how all this stuff works. Because whoever you're working with, including myself, we don't have a lease on life and we're not guaranteed to be here forever. So I focus everything I do on creating educational material on here so that you will always have access. And right now I have six or eight agents that I'm training actually across the country to do and know how to do what I do. So you will always have access to somebody that knows how to do this it's that important. We'll be back tomorrow, we're going to talk some more about this financial mastery coaching. But remember, in order to reach full success, in the maximum efficiency of success, personal growth must occur at the same time, you're saving money. Otherwise, your thinking will compare your annual income with this pile of money that you're growing, and it will get to a certain point and, and you'll hit a ceiling. You will not be able to take it beyond that because you didn't change you. You didn't change your thinking. Your expectation didn't grow at the same time. So this is critical, folks. This is important that we do it right, which includes personal growth, as well as financial success. Both go hand in hand. I have believed that for years. And my total focus today is bringing that to clients. God bless. Get my new book, the family money farm, the CFO project. Get it at Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, all the big booksellers have it. You can get it there. Or you can go to CFO project.com. Put in your name and email address and you'll get a link and be able to download as a PDF a full complete copy of the book cover to cover. You can load it on your computer, load it onto your cell phone and read it there. I behoove you to do that. Now when you go to CFO-project.com, I'm gonna recommend that you start investing in you. There are four books there and a one hour video it comes with an absolute money back guarantee. If you can tell me you read the books and you watch the video and it was not worth your time, I will refund your money. No questions asked. So this is not about selling you something today. This is about changing your life, folks. It's about changing the person that you can become someday. Let's together make a difference in life for other people. Because as I teach this to you, I expect you to teach it to other people. To tell other people about me. Spread the word about the Family Money Farm group on Facebook. That's what we're publishing on today. We need to grow that group of people. This information has to be spread everywhere. Everywhere. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow at 12 noon again and further our journey and the information. God bless. Bye-bye.